This is an exciting day for me. This is the first time that we're bringing in on a guest. And uh, the plan was always to include guests on our podcast and people from around the state that have unique perspective or interest or someone that we could just chat with. And I feel that it's just fitting that our first guest is our other brother, Travis. So Travis is the youngest brother. And if there's any adventure to be had, he's the first person Andy and I will call. Travis is one of the most viewed TikToks of all times on our page. It has over 225,000 views. And to be honest with you, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so we're going to chat with him about that and what's going on in the world of gaming. So yeah, anyways, gave you the introduction, said that you're our younger brother, you're our first guest that we're bringing on to this thing, because uh, the intent was always to bring guests on to the podcast. <laughs> the problem is, uh, we don't actually, we've never had one on here, so the first time we have a guest, Andy's not going to be on it, so it's just going to be you and I. So you're really not even going to be the guest, you're going to mostly be the uh, co-host, I'd call it. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that I wanted to cover and the thing that I put into the intro about you is you have the most viewed TikTok on our TikTok platform <laughs> ever. Um, it's the Michigander Minute where we just ask rapid fire questions and you responded to it. And I don't actually understand why yours is the most viewed out of all of them. But uh, the one question that seemed to hit with everybody was I said, where's your favorite vacation spot? And you said Grand Haven. So um, I just wanted to know, if you had to go, expand on it just a little bit. If you had to, what's your perfect day in Grand Haven? All right. My perfect day in uh, Grand Haven, probably be heading out early, uh, getting, getting to the beach where you can actually park where you need to park and you don't have to walk like a half mile. Yeah. It gets pretty crazy there. Uh, then getting down, just getting down to the beach, setting up with our crew, Getting our paddle boards inflated, you know, getting uh, all of our chairs out, everything like that. Maybe setting up one of our yard games that we have, and uh, just starting the day off there and getting in the water. Uh, like I said, paddle boarding, then maybe some frisbee. I can't throw a ball, so <laughs> we do play a lot of spike ball when we're out there, though. It seems to be the perfect game for that area. Yeah, spike ball is good. And when you're on the beach, you can dive around and not have to worry about hurting yourself. Yeah. Um, and that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you is, you have been paddleboarding for quite a while now, but you bought your first paddleboard, what, middle of last summer? Yeah. Do you remember what kind you bought? It's called a Ten Toes. I don't remember the, I don't remember if that's the brand or the Yeah. The actual like, model. And, it, um... We you know we keep making the recommendation to people to not just look at a hardboard because everyone thinks, oh, it's a hardboard, it's better, and then I'm going to be on this weird, like, inflatable raft if I buy an inflatable. You actually bought an inflatable kind of based off of what we said, but it seems to work better for your life and what you do, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, I have a Ford Focus, <laughs> so a driving around with a paddleboard on top of my car doesn't it wouldn't really work. I don't have a rack on it or anything, so... Uh, the inflatable is great. It comes in a backpack and fit everything in there. My pump, my paddle, just everything goes right in my backpack. I can carry it out to the beach, no problem. My hands are still free to carry anything else I need. I well, love it. 
I like I said, we uh, we've all been following the rules about how much traveling and seeing each other we should be doing. But one of the first things I want to do when we can get back together is go for a paddle. And just being able to have that thing whenever you're ready is to just throw it on your back and go to the spot. And uh, yeah. actually, for Christmas, I bought you the same pump. That's one of the most important things when it comes to inflatables is having a pump because that thing will get you. Yeah, if you're just like, there's no quick paddles if you don't have uh the pump for it yeah because you're you're sweating getting that thing pumped up yeah the first thing you want to do is jump in the water yeah um okay so then the last question that i was wondering uh based off of everywhere that you could possibly have been in michigan if right now doordash could deliver one of the one of your favorite meals to you where would it be from Ooh. honestly I haven't been. It's usually when I go out to Grand Haven, uh, Electric Hero. Oh yeah. Oh the the Huntress. It's a ham and jam sandwich, I believe. It's so good. I I love that place. I was actually thinking about it, and weirdly enough, I mean, I travel a lot of the state, and uh, mine would be a West Michigan too. Is I'd love to get like not not like delivered, like it's been in there for a long time, <laughs> but I would love to get a um, brisket from the deck. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's one because I can't make that. You know, you can't come close right. to like, what they can do. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons why I actually wanted to talk to you today, besides all of that stuff, is you are my connection to gaming these days. Besides watching reviews, which is very weird that I don't play <laughs> games, I just watch the reviews. Um, so the first thing I wanted to know about gaming and what games are you playing right now? Uh, I'm actually playing a game that is currently. In beta, uh, it's called Valorant. Okay. It's being made by the people that make League of Legends, which is one of, if not the biggest online games in the world. Right. Uh, so they're making a shooter now. It's kind of like a mixture of like Counter-Strike, uh, which is like a tactical shooter. It's slower paced. Uh, and then it has like some abilities like an Overwatch or a League of Legends. Gotcha. And you said that it's in beta. So I was actually looking this up. Do you have to have, like, do you have to, like, acquire a passcode for it or, like, ask for it? Or are they kind of letting everybody if you just ask? Uh, so to get it, you actually have to watch on Twitch. You have to watch one of the streamers playing Valorant at the time. Okay. Uh, their stream will say drops enabled. And you have to watch for a minimum of two hours. Then you get put in a pool and they're dropping uh, keys. Pretty much, if you watch for a couple hours at this point, you get in. Okay, so that's one of the things that I was trying to, um, that I wanted to talk about is so many people's behaviors have changed so much since we've all been in our houses primarily and, you know, some of the essential people going out and working and doing that kind of thing. But most people's habits have changed and their social life has changed. And you've actually always used video games to kind of stay in contact with your friends that lived in different cities. So um, a lot of this is probably pretty similar for you because that's how you guys hang out with each other. Yeah, my friend group, uh, actually, there's only, there's like a group of seven of us that play together a lot, and mm -hmm. three of them are in Grand Rapids, and I see them occasionally, like when we hang out and do real life things, but my uh, group is spread out uh, through all throughout Michigan, we have people, we have three in New York, uh, one in California, so we're everywhere. Uh <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting because we actually ended up in a text chat with our dad, Andy, you, and me talking about NASCAR and the iRacing. Yeah, iRacing, uh, it's interesting because 
I've been into Twitch. I've been. I love watching professional gaming. Like I follow that. Like I follow a sports team, even more so at this point. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been into the Twitch world and all that kind of stuff. And then with this shutdown, iRacing has become a thing. Which I don't know if people know what that is. Really, even if you haven't heard about it, it's the actual NASCAR drivers uh, competing in a video game against the video game racers. And it's all, it's not just like with a controller. They have full setups with steering wheels and pedals and pretty intense. Uh, what I thought was funny about it is that was like relatively like successful because there was like enough translation that like um, people who don't watch video games, including our dad, he watches sports, but it was easy enough to understand that, oh, they're racing the race just in these like virtual cars in their own home separate from each other. And the race is close enough that real NASCAR racers are competitive uh, along each other and other stuff. So people are like, this seems like a good idea. So they started putting NBA players to play NBA 2K. And it's like, that's not a simulator the same way. Yeah, that doesn't quite translate the same. Uh, with the iRacing, they actually go out and they scan the track. And so it's like, exactly the same as the track that the NASCAR racers are used to. Obviously, it's different. You don't feel like the G-Force is going around a corner. But uh, there's actually one of the guys, I forget his name right now, but he started out in iRacing, and that's where he got a ton of his practice coming up. And he's in like one of the lower NASCAR leagues. Hmm. Like He's actually making his way up. Right. That, I mean, because the translation is, uh, like, it's not one-to-one, but maybe it's, like, one to, like, 0.85 as opposed to, like, just right. completely separate. Yeah. Um, it's way closer than playing a sports game. That's for sure. <laughs> so my friend uh, Jess, or she goes by her gamertag, Maka, uh-huh. uh, she actually works for the Overwatch League. Uh, it's one of the biggest esports leagues out there right now. They actually do team-based uh, city-based teams. Oh, wow. Like you're cheering for the Los Angeles team or the New York team. Uh, but wait, wait, wait. Do we have a Michigan team? I don't think we do. Oh, oh okay. Just wondering. Yeah. Just, I was just wondering if we had anybody <laughs> to cheer for. No, we don't. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, my friend uh, Maka, she started out by taking an unpaid internship with a team just a random no-name European team, actually. Hmm. She uh, was starting as like a assistant manager, then she started managing a team, but she was putting her time in. And she's actually now working for the Overwatch League as uh, on the broadcast team. She's doing a lot of the replays and uh, editing a lot of their videos now. Oh, that's that's incredible. So like that's what she does now? Yeah, that's her living. It's not just sitting around like editing videos for nobody she's I know she's doing it for like. life now what i said i know what that's like <laughs> <laughs> um that's like you said you called her uh, maka that's one of the interesting things about gaming is that there's always it's gamer tags and that kind of stuff what do you go by uh i either go by papa chief or just chief and uh where did that come from so papa chief is what we actually called our grandpa on our dad's side uh that was his name and when I was getting into gaming, I didn't know what to call myself, and I just thought that kind of sounded cool and kind of a homage to him. That's awesome. You 
when we were at my house, I don't know, six months ago, we were watching the Counter-Strike finals, like one of the majors, and one of the North American teams had like just insane comeback, and we were watching it, and I remember cheering for it like it was a UFC fight or like a major playoff game in hockey or something like that. Um, and uh, what what were we watching and what, what happened there? Uh, it was a couple years ago at this point. Okay, uh, long time. But <laughs> it was uh, the major for Counter-Strike, which is... Uh, Counter-Strike is, like I said, one of the games that I play a lot. It's a shooting game. Uh, and it's the big tournament that's put on by the makers of the game each year. Mm-hmm. They only have two two per year, usually. And uh, it was Cloud9, which is my favorite team. Uh, North America has been pretty bad at that game for a long time. Europe has dominated it forever. And so North uh, Cloud9, the North American team, made a run and actually ended up winning the finals. And one of the biggest upsets in a long time. And I think that that's one of the things that, like racing was really easy to translate over, and the game is a little bit different to watch it, but the announcers, like when I show people it, they're like, oh my gosh, like this sounds like a sporting event. Like you're not just watching something. They're actually, even if you don't know, are doing a really good job of explaining to somebody who's maybe just very casual at what's happening, and it makes it easier to become a fan of it. And that's why I wanted to mention that one, because... Cloud Nine, I know, is the North American team, and they were the underdogs at the time. So, oh, yeah. are they still someone to watch? Uh, they have been through some troubles. They actually have a completely different team now. Oh, okay. So it's like being a fan of the Lions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They their turnover has been crazy, and they've been back to being disappointing. But at least they won something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things, if somebody was just getting into this, uh, watching competitive gaming. Uh, e-sports, whatever you're going to call it. I think one of the tough things is there's so many games that you can't just be like, oh, you watch it. Like You might watch just Counter-Strike or you might just watch League of Legends. If someone were to get into it for the first time and start watching it, what would somebody watch maybe? like, Would it be the game that they like, the game they used to like? Like, What would make the most sense for someone to try to watch? Uh, Personally, it's whatever you like. Is the easiest, obviously, because you're going to start to get it. But uh, if you've never really even played video games, you can start with, like, the iRacing, or there's stuff like the fighting games, like the Tekkens and the Street Fighters that everybody knows. That's pretty easy to follow. Two guys on the screen going at each other. They have health bars. The first one to deplete the other health bar wins. So, like, that's a pretty easy one, and it gets really exciting. Right. Well, and you have people, I think that Twitch has changed a lot. Um, over the last couple of years, I started watching more and more on Twitch, especially with like costume buildings and different things like that is all happening right. on Twitch. And now you're seeing DJs put on concerts every every night of the week, but every week. That is blowing up right now. Like, I mean, we've been watching Dylan Francis and Diplo, their Corona Night Fever, every night for the last <laughs> nine weeks. The music is really, really exploding on Twitch right now. Uh, for the past, like, year or two really since ninja kind of got big on twitch right uh and he was with a couple djs it's kind of becoming more mainstream to be on twitch and so some of the uh djs were playing with the uh twitch streamers and they're so they were playing the actual video games and so they kind of got like in in with the community they kind of started to understand it and then they moved that on to now they're uh with everybody nobody Sorry, nobody being able to go to concerts. Yeah. Now they have a way to connect with their fans that everybody can stay at home, but 
and then they, uh, as they're streaming, they have the Twitch chat, so they can still interact with the fans. The fans are saying stuff to them. It's pretty cool. And it kind of just shows that these games are becoming more and more social to where they're even building in social areas of it, which is, um, I know that, I don't know if you're playing it exactly, but um, Animal Crossing is huge right now. And that is mostly social, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people playing that. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I've seen a lot of people that have. And I actually saw something on Twitter that was pretty funny. Uh, there's something, I don't even actually know how what it is, but you can buy turnips at one point of the week, and then your special island, like the, your island that you play on, like can possibly have a better deal than somebody else's island. And so somebody had a really good deal, and they put it on Twitter, and uh, Elijah, what's his name, Elijah Wood? Frodo. <laughs> yeah. He saw it and came to the person's island and was like hanging out and talking to him. <laughs> and this all happened because of this game. And like, yeah, it was all, it blew up all over Twitter. Oh my gosh, that is, that's funny. Well, and I think that that's part of the thing is gaming gets put into like two categories. They get put into casual and then they get put into competitive. And right. then it even gets to the point of like esports where they stop calling it gaming because it's a, it's a sport at that point. And schools right. are starting to give scholarships for it and, and do all of that kind of stuff. Um, where would you say that you kind of fall into that ranking? Uh, I have a very competitive spirit. Uh, you know that. <laughs> yeah. It ha- comes through in yard games, whatever we're doing. And so I definitely play like esports style games. I'm not as high level as those guys. Yeah. Uh, but like with this Valorant, last night, me and my friend spent two hours running around not in a game just me and him showing each other like tricks and we were practicing not in the game yeah well i think that um when you when people say why would you want to watch somebody else play video games and my answer to them even though i don't really play that much anymore is like why would you ever want to watch two guys play basketball right exactly it's the same thing they're at such a higher level than me and it's it's fun to watch. Like you can pick up tricks. You can, like I said, I am competitive, and I like I like watching sports as well. Like hockey and football are my two favorite to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. In the UFC, but sure, uh, it's just like cheering for them. To me, so what's going like everything is turned back to virtual because you've even attended some of the live events where there's major tournaments going on. You went to the Detroit area for one. Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay. no, I went to Detroit, too. Yeah, I went to Detroit for the Smash Bros. tournament. Right. So this thing is actually, like, uh, for people who don't know, video games are filling arenas around the world. And it's actually, the United States is late to filling arenas on that. And it, now yeah. this has put it back into these tournaments happening virtually, which kind of probably takes a little bit of the excitement off of it, but they're still happening, right? Yeah, the tournaments are... Uh, Definitely still happening, like you said. It, you, it was uh, the biggest tournaments were always on land, so they were always actually sure. at the event competing. And they had when I went, there was a crowd of like six, seven thousand people. I know some of the events in Europe have gotten huge. They filled up like a football stadium with yeah. people watching a live esports event. That's crazy. And then um, everybody knows Ninja. Ninja is like Tony Hawk at this point. Like he's the guy that jumped o- or Conor McGregor for the UFC. It's the person right. who's transcended the sport and became a pop culture person. Um, but if you were going to say like, 
hey, I like first-person shooters, and I kind of like someone who's entertaining on Twitch so I can start watching a Twitch stream, who's a couple you'd recommend? If you're going for, like, something funny, uh, Tim the Tatman is a good one. He's playing with the higher-level guys. He's usually not quite as good, sure. but he's good entertainment. Everybody, Everybody's making fun of him. He's having a good time. Uh, if you're getting to the game, like, I've been watching uh, this Valorant game. I've been watching a streamer named Hiko. He was a professional Counter-Strike player. Okay. Uh, he's switching over to Valorant now because they're very similar games, but while he's playing, he's explaining his thought process of a very high-level player. And so you're watching, and you're like, oh, I never would have thought of it like that. Right. And then you can take that into your play as well. Gotcha. Um, so fortunately... Um, mobile has gotten to the point enough that I'm able to play games, and that's about as far as I go now. I've been playing Call of Duty Mobile, like, nonstop. <laughs> um, but Fortnite Mobile, um, and then uh, play, uh, PUBG is a huge, another huge mobile game. Um, but what I like about it is a couple of those games, I can play that game, get enough of a feeling of what the game is all about personally, and then when I go and watch a Twitch streamer, play keyboard and mouse on a professional setup at their home, <laughs> right. at least I know what they're doing so that I understand their basic concept and movement that I was able to enjoy it a bit more when I go and watch it myself. Right, yeah. Uh, mobile is becoming more and more mainstream, like you said, for gaming. It's it's actually catching up in a lot of ways. But I, I think it's because most people have that system, and uh, not everybody has the system that you have in your house. Right, yeah. I'm currently sitting at a like $1,500 PC with three monitors and a TV above my head that's hooked up to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> But with uh, the mobile, it's growing everywhere. Uh, it's super accessible, like you said, but the technology is catching up, too, where the phone can run these games and look almost as good. Right, yeah. Three or four years ago, even, you were not even close to the same. Like, like, let's say it's like me. I used to play Xbox back in the day. I used to play Halo 3. And uh, now I am, I've, like, fallen off and I kind of want to get back into this stuff. Uh, what, where would you recommend, like, what games should they be playing? Like, Call of Duty is still a game that is very popular, very big. Um, oh, yeah. They have, like, Counter-Strike has been around since I was in junior high, I think. And they're Yeah, Counter-Strike much- came out, it was... Uh very early 2000s and it actually started as a mod of Half-Life yeah and has been basically the same game with like similar maps they've changed some maps out but like uh Dust 2 is one of the iconic maps it's it's the one that you played when you were in middle school right and it's still in the game and it's such a rewarding game and deep game like you you don't get bored playing the same map for 20 years well, and I think that that would be a good comparison to probably golf, where it's like in golf, the PGA is played on, you know, a, co- a dozen different courses. Those courses vary a little bit. They change a little bit. And every once in a while, they'll drop a course off and bring a new course on just to change things up. But people aren't tired to see the same uh, same go- courses over and over. It's the same thing with these games. It's like football has been played on the same field for 50 years now they don't want a new football field that's square now right <laughs> so the, the game yeah, is that played. would that would just throw everything off that's <laughs> uh whenever they've changed like i said they change maps in counter-strike they have like a pool of like 
seven that they play, and then they'll switch one out like once every year or two. Uh, but when it's a new map, everybody almost gets angry. Like most games, it's like, new map, that's so cool, and Counter-Strike's so ingrained. They're like, no, we want to play the same maps that we know the pixel-perfect lineups that we need to do. <laughs> uh, honestly, if I didn't have my PC, I also have a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go right now. I love my Switch so much. Uh, it's the home system when you want it. You can sit on your couch, you can play, enjoy your games. Then as soon as you're ready to go, if you're say you're going on a trip, you literally just pick it up off of its... Uh, platform and it's ready to go you're you're playing with a mobile game a new screen bigger screen like an ipad size yeah but it's this same exact game that you were just playing on your tv well and the one thing that i've always appreciated is um you know you and i have been competitive against each other in in mortal Kombat, and uh games over the years you're just completely blow me out of the water in this now and uh you've been gracious enough to not overplay that game so that i can be a little bit competitive when we play (laughs) so the next time we play um you know, I'll be Sub-Zero, and you can be Scorpion, and we'll play again. Oh, that is forever the rivalry. <laughs> All right, well, I, I appreciate you coming on here because I know a lot of people are wanting to change their entertainment up, um, ty- maybe tired of Netflix. They've seen everything now. Tiger King is old news at this point, so uh, maybe changing it up and seeing new games would be something that would be beneficial. So thanks for coming on, and I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yep, bye.